Welcome to the Mar Experience Stories of Recovery. I'm Matt Shedd. Sharon was a stay-at-home mom who didn't have a drinking problem until she was in her 40s. Her husband staged an intervention and she went to Mar. After 90 days of treatment, she returned home and for a while she was okay. But she knew there were parts of her past that she hadn't dealt with. Eventually, she relapsed. She returned to Mar to go through treatment again, with more willingness to do what was required for her to stay sober in the long term. Today she is connected with her family and her recovery community, and she has a career that she enjoys that she never planned on having. Why don't you kind of just start off with what was going on for you when you got to Mar? Um, well, when before I got to Mar, my husband had an intervention. Okay. Um, Because, you know, he had noticed like some patterns and um, I had gone through a tough year. I had my sister passed away from Mm. an overdose. And um, then I had several, a couple of friends. My grandmother died. And so I just couldn't handle it. And quickly alcohol could numb all those feelings. Mm. And I did that for a couple of years. Had substance use been an issue for you before that? Mm-mm. No. Oh, okay. So I was like in my mid-40s. Okay. Um, a normal drinker. I mean, mm. you know, social, it just wasn't that big a deal. I mean, I was more into um, raising my kids and volunteering at school. So, and and I do have like some past traumas in my childhood. Sure. And so I never dealt with any of that. You know, that was always locked down. <clears throat> So quickly, alcohol numbed all those feelings. And it started off like binging, and then the binges came, you know, more frequent. I got a DUI. Um, So after the DUI, my husband started like, because I thought I was hiding it, you know. And so he was like, something's going on. And anyway, he orchestrated this great intervention that I had no idea about with all of my close friends. Um, I actually thought I was going shopping with a friend and we ended up, you know, at the intervention and we had a facilitator, but I had actually already been drinking that day. So I don't really remember a whole lot of that day other than I wanted to get away. And, you know, their hope was that I was going on to, um, Ridgeview and then he had already been in contact with Mar. Um, actually my pastor, our pastor got him in touch with Mar. And, um, so all that had been set up <clears throat> and, um, I was just like, no, I, I am not going. I mean, even after like hearing like my kids and, you know, all the things that I have done, like that impacted each person, I still was not ready. And, um, so I told him I wasn't going, I couldn't make that decision that day. And they finally let me leave because I was just like, get me out of here. I want to go home. And so I went home. And the plan was for me to leave the house because my husband said, I'm not going to come home you know, with this going on. And my son was 13 at the time. My daughter was in college. So he didn't want him around it. And um, so I said, well, I'll leave. And we had a lake house. I said, I'll go live at the lake house. And I knew I wasn't going to do that because I'm a big chicken. I don't want to stay by myself. So I ended up staying home, told him I wasn't leaving. Well, he got a hotel, and for the next two days, I just went on a... I got home, went straight to the liquor store, bought whatever I bought, and binged for two days. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, did nothing but sit in a chair and drink. And on the third day, it was a Wednesday, he came home to get some things and to let me know that, you know, unless I agreed to go to treatment, then we were going to Gwinnett County the next day because he was going to file for divorce. Because that's the only way in Georgia you can get your spouse out of the house. So um, I didn't want that. And I really wasn't at you know, a place of acceptance that I had a problem. But I said, I'd go anyway. Just take me. Let's go. Um, so I went to Ridgeview. And when I was at Ridgeview, I found out I was going to be going to Mar, that I wasn't coming home. <laughs> and it would be for 90 days. And I'm like, I can't do that. I can't be I can't be away for 90 days. So you were at Ridgeview for the detox? Through, yeah, yeah, through detox. And it was actually over Easter weekend, so I was actually there an extra couple of days, mm. which was a nightmare. But, um, you know, I got to Mar, um, never had been in any kind of treatment or anything, didn't know what to expect. Um, <clears throat> you know, I got there and... You know, just trying to get to know women. I mean, it it, it was a good experience, but I, I still wasn't ready, and I was not going to admit that. Mm. You know, I, I did what they told me to. I followed the rules, and it was more like I'll show him I can do this. You know, I can do this for 90 days. And um, so, you know, I did, you know, the steps. You know, went to groups, thought I was being honest, you know, and – Pretty honest in my first step, because you know how intense that is. Um, but I, I minimized a lot looking back. Um, and I just, you know, I did, I did what I did what I needed to do mm -hmm. to get out. And, you know, my husband didn't really, he didn't really have a whole lot of education on alcoholism. Um, and so when I got home, you know, he thought I was fixed. You know, he thought that I would be completely brand new and basically said, here you go. And, you know, um, he didn't understand and I didn't understand really what it took to stay sober, you know, like staying connected, going to meetings. I mean, I was gung ho about doing it, but it tapered off because, you know, he was like, you're going to be gone again tonight. And so I started feeling guilty, you know, about being away and I had been gone so long and you know, I wasn't ready to deal with some of that past stuff, and it r led me to a relapse. Mm. And basically went off and on for the next two years. I quit going to Mar, quit going to aftercare. I mean, just completely cut them off. Um, my counselor, Tiffany, at the time tried to get me back. My, my sponsor tried to get me back. And I was like, no, I mean, I was just too ashamed. And, you know, I thought, well, nobody's ever done this, mm. you know? <laughs> so, you know, I, I didn't want to show my face. <clears throat> so what, what year around was that when you came through? So I came through first time in 2014. Okay. Um, and then I went, I went, so the next summer, um, you know, kind of, it kind of went off and on and he did, my husband felt like I just needed like a 30 day jump start, And so I went to a 30 day treatment and into an IOP and, um, that was in 2015 and then just really struggled, um, in 2016. Um, actually in January of that year, I convinced myself that I would just wasn't treatment worthy. That wasn't never going to work. 
And so I thought, well, let me try just going to AA. You know, I've seen people do that. And it worked for a while. I, I stayed sober almost 90 days. And just shy of that, I relapsed. Mm. And, um, you know, my husband, you know, d- we didn't talk about getting divorced, but he's like, I just can't live like this anymore. You have got to do something. Um, so he was going to leave again. And he said, when you're ready, I'll come get you and take you to treatment. And I knew I needed to come back. Um, you know, I, I had ran into my counselor, who at the time was Tiffany. And, you know, she knew. She could tell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she would contact me periodically. And um, I guess about a week before I came back, um, my husband had been you know, in contact and talking with Mar and talking with Tiffany. And she was calling me, you know, on my back. You ready to come yet? Mm-hmm. No. Um, but I knew I needed to. Because I just could not stay sober. Could not do it. And so um, it was my decision to come back. Um, I knew that I needed to do some things different. Um, I needed to deal with, you know, my past and be willing to talk about that. What year is this? This is 2016. 2016, In September of 16. Um, and even my, the sponsors that I had, you know, they told me, look, you can't stay sober. You might want to look at going back into treatment. Mm. And I'm like, I just can't do it. I mean, I didn't want to come back and do another 90 days, you know, but I knew I needed to. Um, so one, it was, it was on a Friday. My husband told me he was going to leave the next day. Um, and that um, he'd come back when I was, you know, ready to do something. And so that next morning, I kind of just woke up, and I'm like, I know I needed to go. And, I I mean, I could feel like I was laying in bed, and I could feel like this push. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, God was like, you need to go. Just go. It's okay. And um, I called Tiffany, and I said, "I'm, I'm ready to come. Of course, she was thrilled. So I went off to detox at sunrise. Um, and then came back to Mar. And, you know, coming back in the second time, I was, I had a completely different mindset. I mean, number one, I was broken like I wasn't before. I could feel that, you know, I could feel that I was just not, you know, I, I, ne- I needed to work on stuff. Um, and so, you know, I told Tiffany, I said, I want to do everything different. Everything I want to do different this time. And so I did. And I set goals for myself. Um, You know, I got really honest um, in the groups, um, started, you know, opening up more, sharing more, a lot of willingness to talk about stuff um, from my past. And um, we had a good, strong community at the time. There was a lot of women there that were kind of my age. So it was a good community. It was a good mix for me. Um, And... You know, I started praying. My spiritual life was getting, you know, I wanted to work on that, getting that connection back. And, you know, things just started happening. Um, you know, I, I could see the difference. Um, and even, you know, the honesty and, like, this weight's lifted off, like, you know, like yeah. just breathing um, that I was able to, you know, talk about stuff. Um, and it was hard. I mean, it was hard being away. My son was a senior at that time. And so I pretty much missed half the senior year, um, which 
you know, I, I didn't think about that till I got there. And I was I was there over the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So that was hard. Mm-hmm. But I think it it came at the right time. I mean, it just it was it was my time. You said something earlier that you felt at a certain point you felt that you weren't worthy of treatment. What did, what do you mean by that? You know, like it like the you know Mar didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the thirty day program didn't work. You know, I didn't understand why I kept relapsing. You know, and then um, you know I went to IOP and did that for a while, and then I relapsed. So I thought, I mean, I thought treatment just wasn't good for me. Like. I'm, it's not going to ever work. But I didn't, what I didn't realize is I wasn't willing to let it work. You know, I, I didn't have the willingness um, and I didn't have the surrender um, at that time. Um, so I knew that I needed more. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my husband wanted to send me somewhere else, you know, like far away. And I was like, no. And I, I wanted to come back to Mark because I was comfortable. I knew what I kind of knew what to expect, and you know it was close to our home, and so that's why I just I decided to come back to Mark because, um, you know, I was familiar with the program and the counselors. Yeah, it was more of a security thing for me. Um, and you know, one thing my husband did is <clears throat> for himself, you know, he got involved with Al Anon. He started coming to the support groups here. Um, and so he really got some good education on about, you know, what the disease is all about and really what it was going to take for me to stay sober and also for him to work his own program because he was very much codependent and constantly trying to make me happy. You know, if I make her happy, if I do this, then maybe she won't drink. Um, and it helped him a lot, too. Um how did that change things for you, having him kind of focusing on his recovery? Well, for me, you know, he, you know, he wasn't worrying about what I did. You know, if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink. He can't stop that. Um, but, you know, it, it was – and I don't know what kind of words I want to put in this, but um, seeing him – work like a program for himself and kind of get education on what this is all about. It, it, you know, it, it helped me want to go on and stay sober um, because this is going to benefit not only me, but our whole family. Um, Cause it impacted, you know, both my children um, and, you know, my marriage, him working a program and, you know, going through his steps, he got to see kind of like what I need, what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, whatever it took, whatever I had to do, whatever meetings I needed to go to, and however many meetings I needed to go to, he was willing to let me do that. And not he didn't question anything. He's like, if you need to go, go. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even now today, you know, I go, I go to meetings all the time and, you know, I'm connected with Mar and with the alumni and, and he just comes right along with me. So, I mean, he's very much supported everything that I have done. Um, cause I know that most men probably wouldn't have stuck around. Um, in fact, we had 32 years of marriage yesterday. 
Congratulations. So <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah, it wow. is. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's been good. It's really been good. Um, you know, the best thing I could have done was going back to treatment. Um, and you know, the staff, the counselors, I mean, they really care about you. Um, and you know, they care about, you know, your needs. Um, and they're very in tune. I mean, they know so much about, you know, areas you can work on. I mean, just in talking to them, I mean, they're like, I don't know, like mastermind, you know, mm -hmm. they know what you're thinking almost before you yeah. can say it. Um, so it was a good experience for me the second go round. I was just thinking about that when you were describing that process that really ad admiring the courage it takes to say, okay, I'll do this again. Cause I know like it's, a, it's hard enough doing it once. Right. <laughs> 90 yeah. days is a long time. And, and even when I got there, I mean, that first two weeks, I'm like, oh, my God, can I do this again? Can I do this? I mean, and I knew I only lived 20 minutes away. And I, I was thinking, you know, all I got to do is call me a cab and I can be home. And, you know, I kept thinking about that for the first couple of weeks. Like, you know, I was going to leave. And then, you know, the more... You know, that passed, um, and I was really ready to work on myself. And, you know, even coming back, my husband told me, he's like, you know, go. Don't worry about what's going on at home because you know I can take care of it. Mitchell and I will be fine. Work on you. And so that's what I did. And during that time, or I guess – Here's the question I, I guess I want to ask is that what would you say to people who are thinking, I've already done treatment before. Why, what's the point of going again? It didn't work this time. I imagine that was probably somewhere in, in your thought process, or you kind of even said as much. Yeah. Right. What would you say to, to people who are listening or, or family members that might be listening who are kind of in that place? Um, they've missed something the first time. Um, definitely takes you back to that first step, um, you know, admitting that you're powerless. Um, and something was definitely missed in the beginning, um, you know, whether it was, you know, unwillingness, you know, not ready to surrender um, is, the, is probably the biggest takeaway I can give from that. Mm -hmm. And was there a sense... Of like you did you kind of know before you got there that kind of the general area of what you needed to address or was it kind of like you just you you just knew you had to go back you didn't know why or no I I knew um, I had some um, some sexual abuse in mm -hmm. my childhood and um, a lot of dysfunction in my family my father was in recovery um, I didn't know that though until um, really right before I went to Mar the first time and he had already been sober like five years Okay, and he didn't want anybody to know it. Oh, wow. So mm -hmm. I didn't even know that was going on in my family, but certainly we had dysfunction um, in a lot of ways. And so I knew when I needed, when I went back, what I needed to work on because mm -hmm. I wasn't willing to work on those issues before. Um, and 
you know, the other part of the program, you know, like the second phase is you go and you, you know, they want you to get a job. And, and the first time I was like, no, I've been a stay at home mom for the last 20 years. Why do I want to go get a job? So I knew going into that phase that was going to need to be different because I couldn't go back home, you know, because boredom is a big trigger for me and and I know where that's going to lead me. So I was actually excited and actually got a job. Um, uh, It was a retail job because it was during Christmas, but then I kept interviewing and I got a job uh, with Wells Fargo and um, I was really excited about that. Um, And it was just part time, but it was enough for me to, you know, have structure in my day. So I was really excited about that. And, you know, when I went, when I left MAR um, and started that, you know, that career again, um, it gave me a lot of purpose um, and a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. And did that kind of lead to what you're doing now? Um, yeah, I, um, I stayed with Wells Fargo and then we moved to a different area. So I transferred to a credit union and absolutely love it. Um, but, and, you know, there's days where I don't want to go to work, you know, I want to stay home, but there's a lot of days that I need to be at work and it just, it keeps me busy. I mean, we are both empty nest, me and my husband are empty nesters now. Mm -hmm. So it's just us. And, um, I, I have to have structure in my day. Um, and so my schedule allows me to go to the meetings I need to go to. It allows me to stay involved at MAR, um, you know, do alumni functions. Um, so it, it really has worked well. Um, I am grateful every day. What if you could go back, um, to that intervention, what would you, like, what can you see now? I mean, I imagine there's a lot of things that that person there, like, just couldn't see. Um, what I can see now, because I mean, like I said, I had been drinking that day. So, but I still, I can see the hurt and even the tears, you know, and my, my kids and my friends and, you know, they just wanted to help me, you know, as then I thought it was just, you know, get off my back, leave me alone. Um, but they truly cared, um, you know, even my daughter told me, she said, you know, if you don't do this, I'm not going to speak to you anymore. And, you know, my son told me how scared he was. But I couldn't see that at that moment. Um, but looking back into that situation, um, they were just concerned. And, you know, they were trying to help me when I could not help myself, essentially. I mean, honestly, every person, because they were like in a back room and they just mm-hmm. kind of walked out. I hugged every person there and still had no clue mm. as to why. Even my friend from Virginia was here. My husband flew her in. I'm like, why are all these people here? And then it all went down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and did you, do you think? So it sounds like those kind of ultimatums, I if, I don't know if that's the right word for it or not, but like your hus- your your daughter saying that to what you just mentioned and then your husband saying, well, we're going to need to get a divorce. And it seems like those were pretty effective for you in terms of giving you the willingness to, to actually go to Mars. Is that, would you say that's true or? 
I don't know if it was more, I mean, the ultimatum, yes. The ultimatum mm-hmm. was like a shock, like maybe I better do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I had willingness at that time. It mm-hmm. was just, okay, I'm going to do this because I don't want this to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I went back the second time, my daughter sent me a card. I'd been there maybe two weeks. And in her card, she mentioned, you know, she told me how happy she was, but she also said, I hope that you can be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and work on yourself. So again, I mean, she knew something that I, you know, that I didn't at the time. Um, and, you know, I took those words to heart. I mean, I could, I could have died, you mm-hmm. know, I, I was, you know, when would the drinking have stopped? Maybe never. So I knew that I could not do it alone. Um, so that's when I was like, you have got to go back. You can't do this by yourself. Um, there's too many things that you have got to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew going back, I would get that help. Um, and, you know, they even they even told me, they're like, we're going to do everything different with you this time. Um, and I'm like, good. Yeah. Good. Um, so I, it was just a completely different experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, much more. I got much more. I got more out of it than I ever thought I would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's great to hear that because um, I think a lot of people – like we were talking about earlier, just get so discouraged. Like it's just not going to work, you know, but, Mm -hmm. but hearing that you got so much out of it the second time is, is really powerful. And I've, I've just been thinking a lot about this idea of willingness. It's like, it's so tricky. It's like, you know, like what even is it and where does it come from? You know? And one of the things that I was just thinking about, um, I guess like in my own life too. and, And as you were talking, it's that, you get to a point where it's like, I'm just not, I, you're like, I'm too tired to run anymore mm-hmm. from this. Like that, that's usually how it shows up for me right. on some level. It's like, I just, I'm going to just feel this, I guess, because I can't, I, I've run out of road here to. Well, I was tired of feeling sick all the time. Yeah. I mean, just the physical, I looked horrible. I mean, just the physical appearance. Um, and I just, I just couldn't do it. I just didn't have that energy anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, another thing I did is I set goals like, you know, you know, staying through Mar, like through my tough times, like the holidays were very stressful. Mm -hmm. You know, the beginning of January is just awful. That's the anniversary of my sister's death. Um, and so I did things. And I stayed there a little bit longer because I knew that I needed that security and that little bubble to get me through some of those times. Um, I did my four-step while I was there. That was real important because that was always tripping me up. And I wanted to get past, I wanted to do that and, and, you know, still be in that, you know, around the counselors and my community um, to support me in that. Um, and that was important for me to do. Um, when I left, um, my father had gotten real sick and was diagnosed with cancer. And so I had been home two weeks and he passed away. Mm. But I was still so connected with Mar. 
and still going to my groups, that's what got me through it. Because I would have for sure drank again if I hadn't had that. So, you know, I learned a lot the second time around. I mean, I really did. A lot of things, you know, became clear. Um, it was a different experience. I really like hearing about how that Mar community continues on after after clients like finish the ninety days or say so did you stay for aftercare and I did message? okay um I went to aftercare and spirituality probably two years mm -hmm. after I got out um the first year I was out, I was alumni of the year oh that was very exciting. I did not see that coming yeah um so, and, and today I'm the women's alumni chair, so that's mm -hmm. how I stay involved. And then um, I don't get to go to aftercares like, like I used to because I live so far now, but I do, like, still volunteer for spirituality on mm -hmm. Saturdays. Um, you know, we do all kind of alumni events, um, and we can do some events with the, the women that are still in treatment. So that's my connection that I stay in, and I will do that. Forever. Yeah. I mean, you know, I am a big Mar cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anybody that wants to know where to go, I can tell you. Yeah. Um, but but you know, learning about you know community and staying connected—that's a that's a big key. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's a big support for me. It seems like uh, a lot of what you learn to, it seems like there was a lot of attention to self-care. Yes. Like, and like, I'm going to take this time to do this and be like what your husband said of like, just focus on yourself. But then even like, I'm going to make sure to stay here through my four step and I'm going to make sure to stay here um, through this difficult time of the year, January for me. Like that, that really struck home for me of just that be kind of, kind of came a priority and I think that can be difficult for lots of people but for moms too in particular because mm -hmm. they're so used to you know taking care of yes and that's what I did I mean I took care of everything you know I did everything for everybody and then I came last mm -hmm. um and you know I learned that I need to take care of me um and do whatever it takes to stay sober so if I had to miss things because I had to go to a meeting, then I had to miss things. Um, and my family was okay with that. My son was okay with that. You know, he said to me, um, he wrote me a letter, and um, he said, I know you were sober when I graduated from high school. I mean, um, when I went into high school, and now you're going to get to see me graduate. And he was thrilled. I mean, when I told him I was coming back tomorrow, he just had the biggest grin on his face. There was no sadness. <laughs> he was like, yes, mom is going to do it. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's had a lot of positive impact. That's great. What's one thing you would pass on? It's my last question to people. What's one thing you pass on to people that are listening, if you could? You know, if you are in doubt, if you think, well, let me just start with this. If you think that you can do this on your own, it's just not possible. Um, for me, it was not possible because um, there's so many underlying issues that come with that 
that you don't foresee. Um, and so, I mean, anybody that is thinking about seeking treatment, don't second guess yourself. Go with your gut. Because, I mean, you learn a whole lot about yourself and a whole lot about the disease that you would, that, I mean, I never even thought, I would never even imagined. I mean, I have learned so much through this process um, and have gained a lot of knowledge and, you know, know what it takes for me to stay sober. That's great. It's a great note to end on. Thank you so much, Sharon, for coming by and taking the time to do this and sharing your story with us. Thank you, Matt. That's it for this episode of the Mar Experience Stories of Recovery. I'm Matt Shedd. Our co-producer is Angela Edmonds, and David Tate is our executive producer. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.